This is Sarah from Starbucks, and you're listening to the Radio In Town Podcast. Hey guys, Mike Garrison here of RC News and Neil Buggy. Welcome to another edition of Radio in Town Podcast, episode number 111. Yeah. We got Jason Rona, Gotti Jr., Yo. Kirby, and myself. Mm, what up? Mike Garrison, kicking the show off. Job well done. In all honesty, it took us 10 minutes. We had to coach him. Uh, that's, that's actually true. I'm kind of <laughs> nervous. Scotty's like the Belichick of uh, podcasting. Coaching. Yeah, I, yep, it's true. <laughs> I like that comparison. Thank you. Yeah. Just passing a construction site here, and they got they got this dirt piled up that looks better than any of our track dirt that we have around here. Put it in the back of the Raptor. to live in Florida. I'm ready to stop and be like, hey, what are you doing those dirt? <laughs> you want to sell that? But uh, anyway, let's talk about let's talk, to Mike. What's the what's the latest gossip? The got on the Neo buggy Red RC. You know, I start that over. <laughs> I tell you what, the whole the whole gossip thing's been kind of quiet lately. I mean, Drake, mm-hmm. Drake's Drake's he's a big topic in the gossip world. I mean, there's so many right. rumors of what he's doing and what he's got going. And then, I, uh, you'll be able to confirm this for me. There's a rumor that you're making Fiscale tires. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're making you're making Fiscale tires. Yes, one one Fiscale tires. Crazy! Wow, I can't believe that they had a hundred entries at the Nitro Challenge. <clears throat> yeah, just for one fifth, they had the buggies and the trucks, and it was pretty insane over there. Wow, <clears throat> that had to sound like a field of just dying cows, just hundreds of dying cows out there. Yeah, it did. You know, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, there's probably there's probably only a handful of like kind of hot shoes, like fast guys out there. And the rest of the guys just wanting to have a good time, you know, blast around the, the track. But, you know, I I think there's a lot of people watching, and it's pretty interesting. Do you think they were actually watching to watch the cars, or were they watching to see if anybody actually got like mowed down by one of those giant things? <laughs> turn marshal. Yeah, do they even have turn marshals? How does that, how does that work? Yeah, they got it all. They got um, turn marshals stand out there and you know help around the track, and <clears throat> they're pretty slow. You know, you everybody takes it easy, doesn't go too quick with the marshaling. And, I feel like, so, like on the eight scale track, you got to have like a safety vest or something on. But on the fifth scale track, 
like the marshals need like full blown hockey gear. Body armor. Yeah. Yeah, you look like one of those uh medieval knights. <laughs> the, the creepy, Chain mail. Creaky speed on. But it was a, it was um pretty fun out there. I mean there was there was a lot of uh Oh go ahead. It's like the RC carnival out there, you know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's a lot of people talking about that. Like some people loved it, some people hated it. Yeah, I mean I guess that's kind of the if anything, the <clears throat> the rumors or the the dirt on the situation, I guess, or you know, taking taking too many entries and running too late at night and um there's some people that were upset, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Gotti, what about Motor- Motorama? Has Gotti left the building? Oh, he's really on it, huh? Yeah, he is on it. Uh, what do you need to know about Motorama, Mike? I was there I've along with Gotti. No, oh. you were there. Yeah. I'm back. Oh. What's, what's, what's Motorama all about? Motorama is... Uh, it's a race, yeah, so there you go. No, uh, it's been around for, phew, I, I couldn't even guess how many years, probably like 30, 40, 50 years, and it's held in this Pennsylvania State Farm Show building. Uh, in the large arena they have, basically take arena cross and make it even smaller. Oh, so, so they race, you know, moto, and they they smash quads into there too. Wow, that's usually a, that's usually a disaster. But <clears throat> under one roof, now it's it's not just this large arena. It's you know it's a uh, it's a building with uh, many wings and uh, extensions on it. So you got the arena cross in one building. You got flat track go karts in another building. Uh, Robot Wars, you know, RC Robot Wars in one building. And then uh, you got an 8-scale electric track and a separate 10-scale electric track. Wow. And How many entries, how many entries does Motorama get? And they have uh, another part that has, like, uh, tuner wars, you know, like hot rods, imports. You know, people want to show off their cars. So they got that, too. It's, it's, uh, it's quite a... It's quite a to-do. Wow. Yeah. I knew it was big, but I didn't realize it was, like, that big. I knew they did the arena cross, but I didn't know about all the rest of it. Yeah, so, you know, it's much more than, you know, just RC racing. So when you have, like, hours between your rounds, you can go watch moto or check out cars and bikini contests. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um... Entry wise, I would be guessing honestly. Uh, I got it. Could you even take a stab at that? Three hundred plus. No. To- total combined, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, total. I'd say yeah. I'd say over three hundred. Yeah, that's fair for the, for the two tracks. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. So it's a, it's kind of the uh, uh-huh. it's like the uh, 
the nitro challenge of the East Coast then. Except it's electric. Right. It's just like the nitro challenge, except <laughs> it's not nitro. They used to have nitro, but Oh yeah, they used to run nitro in this in the same building and the ventilation just couldn't it'll wear a gas mask. Yeah, it couldn't keep up. It was it was nasty in there. Mm, no good. No good. Jason, were you ever up at Motorama? Yeah, I've been to Motorama several times, and All I was right. there when they ran Nitro. I was there when they had Nitro, too. Then that's why Rona doesn't want to go back, because that was a terrible experience. Did you have your own gas mask? You know, I, <laughs> you know, I always had fun on the electric track. Yeah. And... Um, but the nitro track was tough with all the fumes. You know, it was really difficult. Pavitas did an interview with the gas mask on. <laughs> that was great. <sighs> I sound like Darth Vader. <clears throat> you know, it, it was always a fun race, uh, but they had to eliminate the nitro side of it, I think, because of the, the fumes. But I, I want to say they do really well with electric over there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's bigger than the 300 entries. I I think it's more I think it's more like 500 plus between the two of them. Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. See, I mean, <laughs> I'm total total guessing. I haven't been in, haven't uh you know actually raced for a couple decades, so uh, that was total guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's a big race in terms of entries. Um, it would have been bigger names had it not coincided with. Nitro challenge, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it. The thing that's different about Motorola and Nitro challenge is it's the competition level. I mean, even oh, when yeah. they're not on the same week, even when they're not on the same weekend, Motorama. I mean, with all due respect to everybody in the modified classes, it's really, it's probably only five deep in terms of the guys that are really, really at the top of RC. Um, and then at Nitro Challenge, it might be, you know, it, it might be 40 or 50 deep in the in the pro class. And then, you know, obviously well, <clears throat> well documented, even the expert in the sportsman classes are pretty stacked. So, um, yeah, point, I'm going level there. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, because what Hara was in, like, what, the D main or C main? And Nitro Challenge. Yeah, Challenge. correct. Oh, wow. Correct. That's, that's yeah. crazy. And what makes Nitro Challenge even more difficult is they only have three rounds of qualifying and they use qual points. And you only get pretty much one practice run. Well, we they only did get one practice run this year. Um, they always try to get two, but they always take entries instead of adding another practice run. So you end up with one practice run, and by the time you qualify, you really you're, you're still a little unsure about the track. <clears throat> so, so there was only one practice run this year. I didn't know that. Yeah, one practice run. That's all. <laughs> wow. Um, any, that's all anybody got. Oh, man. It's insane. We're talking about practice. Like, I'm getting ready to go to just so, a local club trophy race this weekend, and, like, I'm 
dead set. I got to have a full day's practice tomorrow, like just to get the hang of that. Wow, we talking about practice? One practice round. Hashtag practice. So to me, that makes that race so difficult because if you're even one of the pros and you get off, um, you get off to a bad start you're kind of going into, I just want to make the main mode. You know, if you're yeah. quite a bit, we're P2, and all of a sudden they're, uh, you know, they're almost in, um, you know, they're almost in a mode of just trying to make the main. So, um, you know, that's kind of what went down there. In Florida we had a, there was a race J.R. Mitch went to, one of the four series Nitro races. He won out there. Um, so JR actually, uh, it's normally a two day race and instead of going out there and running on, uh, Saturday for qualifying, JR just went out there on a Sunday. He bumped up into the A main and then won the A main. Dang. So he took like a two day race and made it like a six hour race. <laughs> Quite confident. I, I can't tell you how many times I wish I'd done that. Instead of spending like 40 hours at the track qualifying, <laughs> I wish I had the ability just to go to the track, start in the B main, and work my way up just call it a day. It makes it a lot more difficult to uh, to attack it that way. But if you have the skill like JR, and the experience is kind of the key, um, you know, you can pull it off. Yeah, because i got to tell you, like, even some of our local races, I will never forget one time Tebow came out, and he did kind of like JR was talking about, and obviously he had the speed to win everything, but it just didn't, things didn't flow, and he didn't make it out of the C-Main, and it was just a, like I say, you know, two-day local trophy race or something like that, but it wasn't really speed, but like you said, the experience, and like, he was able to work through and all that kind of stuff JR was, but judging it's a lot. So. <clears throat> so a lot of racing going on. Motorama, Dustin Evans cleaned up out there. We just were talking about that. And, uh, Chad do one short course. And Mayfield, of course, won Nitro Challenge. And Buggy, David Ron Falk won Buggy. And Ty Tessin won E-Buggy. And I don't really know who won any of the other classes. Oh, I do know that Matt Olson won the Buggy class in the fifth scale race. And um, Brian Sullivan won the truck in the fifth scale race. Because I was paying attention to fifth scale now, guys. <laughs> now, now, Jason, what is the difference between the buggy and the truck? Are they the same car with just a different body on? Pretty much. Yeah, it, one one has uh, one just has a buggy body and a wing. And the other one just has the big, massive truck body on it. Okay, so there's not, like, two different vehicles out there that I'm not aware of. Right. <laughs> Wait, I thought this guy was in the RC industry. Come on now, Mike. <laughs> I, 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 when it comes to fifth scale, I know nothing. God, he blew this shit out of the water. Hello. All right. <laughs> okay, we're back online. Yeah. Okay, we got everybody. Sorry about this, but uh, this is what happens when you get a lot of people on here. Let's hey, see. not a problem. I'm getting those guys on the phone now. 
Now, here's what we got, guys. We have Jason Rona here. Say hello, Jason. Hey. <laughs> we got Kirby Ham. Very, very refresher. And we got Mike Garrison. Hey, guys. <laughs> we have Ryan Cavallari, Ryan Mayfield, and Jared Tebow. This is going to be a cluster. Yeah. What are that, six, seven people? <laughs> I don't know. I was never good at math. Seven. I feel like You're the novice correct. A name land rush start. That's what's about <laughs> to happen. <laughs> you know, what What we wanted to do was get the top three guys from Buggy at the Nitro Challenge just to talk a little bit together about the race, you know, 15 or 20 minutes and just chit-chat a little bit. It was kind of a cool race. Um, you know, you guys have um, been the, the top three now, I think, at the three race and Nitro Challenge. Does that sound right? Exactly. So uh, talk to us. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Jared. Uh, Jared, talk to us a little bit about, you know, just a little bit about uh, racing so far in 2015 and, you know, how you're doing. And, um, you know, you look good at the Nitro Challenge. You look really good at the Reedy Race. And um, talk to us about uh, about your racing. Yeah, 2015 is, uh, started out really good. Um, last year was kind of a struggle. Uh, just didn't have the year I wanted, and it was kind of a wake-up call that, um, you know, I needed to do something better for this year and uh, prepare a little bit more, drive more, practice more, club race more. Um, so made that change during the winter, and it's definitely paying off. Uh CRCRC went good. Reedy race went really well. Um, the Dirt Nitro Challenge was the first Nitro race, and you know, always obviously my Nitro program took a big change this year. Um, been with Orion Engines for six years, and uh, making the change was really excited. And yeah, first race went great. You know, would have liked to take a win, but uh, you know, fought fought for the lead battle and in, in both nitro classes and you know really couldn't leave any happier um you know as long as you're battling for the lead and you have an actual shot to win you know that's all you can ask for you can uh, you can't expect to win every race um you can't put that kind of pressure on yourself so to be in the hunt to win was the ultimate goal and i would say it was a success so we'll talk a little bit um, with you and Mayfield at the moment because you guys uh, um, get a really good race in the buggy race in the buggy main it seemed like you guys couldn't really get away from each other at all for probably 30 or 40 minutes and we'll, we'll ask uh, Mayfield a little bit about um, how that race uh, was when you were racing with Jared yeah I think uh, me and Jared have been We've always raced well together. Maybe we didn't have the greatest uh, relationship off the track there for a couple of years, but I think that's been mended, and it's uh, definitely proving the help on the track. Uh, we've been racing really well, and I was telling everybody after that buggy race, you know, the coolest part to me about that race was the battle me and Jared had the whole time. I mean, there was one lap that we were side-by-side side for damn near a whole lap and because we were battling for fourth not first nobody really saw it 
Um, but I know I had a smile on my face, and we raced each other really clean. And same with Truck, we battled in Truck. And, um, so I thought the racing all year has been really good. At the radio race, everybody raced each other really clean and, and aggressively and fun. And same with Nitro Challenge. Um, I've been maybe on the little luckier side this year than most, uh, but, you know, everybody gets their luck up and down as uh, these years go on. And um, But it's... Uh, it's been really enjoyable racing everybody um, on the track as friends, uh, off the track at the same time. So, yeah, it's been a good year so far. Yeah, the so, battle, it was, it was good. It was funny. We raced each other almost the whole main, except, like, the part that mattered for me. Uh, I would like to be up in that lead battle at the end. You know, the first, I would say, three quarters, like you said, Jason, we couldn't really get away from each other. It was like... Um, yeah, we were just swapping spots back and forth, and then um, there was just one key crash that I had on the front double-double um, where I kind of just lost, you know, I lost probably six seconds or so, and, uh, you know, couldn't really fight for the end, but yeah, it was a really fun race with me and, me and Mans battling. There was, there was a lot of laps where we were super, super close. And then, you know, we'll talk to we'll talk to Pudge now. Pudge, you you were basically just ahead of these guys while they were battling uh, pretty much the whole time. You were battling a little yourself, but not really all that much. You were kind of in between battles. You were it was Ty and Dakota, then you, and then Jared and Ryan. So, what was it like from your perspective in that race, and how were things going? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was in a good position um, just to not be racing, just looking forward to, uh, you know, just putting my own laps together, really. And, yeah, it was weird. Like, the very first part of the main, like, I was really shuffled around, and and I kind of just got to where I was able just to kind of just be by myself, really, like, majority of the race. And so I was just concentrating on just staying with the pack and just kind of staying in the moment. And then uh, Ty had a problem, and uh, I was able to capitalize on that. And then I kind of got up to Dakota, and he really didn't really fight me, and he ended up having a, a rollover. And then uh, so then I kind of got the lead, so I really didn't have you know any gnarly battles with really anybody. And so it was, I was always kind of just by myself. It seemed like and then. Once I was in the lead, I kind of felt the same way. Like, I was like, there's no different pressure added except, you know, the the win was the main factor of the race. It seemed like at the last, you know, you know five, six minutes of the race. So, um, it was a fun man. I mean, I was, I was stoked just to be, you know, a part of the group. And then, you know, at the same time, I, I'm happy to be on the podium, which, you know, has been always a, <laughs> a key factor at that race. Yeah, there was a there was a point during the race when Dakota was in the lead and you were in second, and I was standing next to Jorn Newman and he just looks at me and goes, "Cavalry would win." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I would have, uh, I would have definitely, you know, would have liked it, uh, but I mean, no one said it was set to be, you know, in stone. So I mean, you still have to work for it, which you know. When yeah. you are, uh, you know, out in, out in front. I mean, I was thinking of, uh, of uh, what's the best possible situation. So, 
you know, at the end of it, you know, Mayfield was able to just like, kind of cling on and, you know, really put a, a bunch of laps together at the end to really, you know, get up to me. You know, I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I, I really, it's going to be hard to lose the race if I don't do anything stupid. But at the same time, I mean, I had no control of, you know, the, the wind and I did my best that I could do you know, to try to prevent, you know, a crash off that back jump, but it ended up biting me. So, I mean, I'm not really too upset. I'm more, you know, upset that, you know, I almost would have had a victory, but at the end of the day, it's still good to be on the podium. Yeah. um, Brian, talk a little bit about um, being able to pull off that win there in the end. Uh, You mentioned to Live RC that you didn't really... You didn't feel really pressured there. You kind of uh, felt in the rhythm, but talk to us what it felt like to kind of finish that race off. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I did feel pressure, but it, for whatever reason, it's those races, especially the Nitro Challenge, it's all about the first, like, 20 minutes or something, or for whatever reason. And the first 20 minutes of that race was so gnarly, uh, just battling everybody and, you know, I had a, it basically took me 20 minutes to figure out what to do in the whoop section. Like I was talking to Ryan after the race. And at one point I was, I stopped on the short shoot before the whoops, basically to watch Ryan and Jared and Ty go through that section. Cause I just didn't know what to do. And so to me, all the pressure happened earlier in the event. So when I got to the end and Ty had his problems and Dakota started crashing and I got kind of around Dakota and um, I had a couple laps where I was just running on my own and I knew what I had to do. Ryan was in front of me. Uh, well, I knew what I wanted to do. And uh, at one point I was happy with second just because of how uh, gnarly the race had gone. And Ryan had a pretty decent lead. And, you know, I decided to just keep, keep pushing because the wind, you know, was really bad. And it didn't seem to really be affecting me that bad. My car jumped pretty good in the wind. Um, and I noticed he was, Ryan was having some problems off back jumps and then he ended up having a crash back there. And once I got with him, you know, it was just one of those things like, well, let's just go for it. You know, no, no worse. You're just going to get second because we had a decent lead on, on third. And so, but by, like I said, by the end of the run, it was easier because all the pressure in the main was so gnarly that by the end it was like, all right. Let's just go for the win. If not, you get second. It was a good showing. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, things kind of played out my way at the end, and I was just there to kind of capitalize on a couple opportunities that were presented to me. And uh, it was a fun main, and uh, I was uh, just glad to finish. You know, that's the first major nitro race that I've been able to finish with the Losi car at the Worlds. It was going really well, and I broke a servo. Um, so to kind of come back to Nitro Challenge and, and have a good showing, that was, uh, that was important to me. So for Jared, um, at the end, you, you got around Dakota. Talk to us about how you got around, uh, Dakota there in the end and, and ended up getting on the podium, which is, you know, you were hoping for there. Um, how did that race kind of finish out there? <laughs> yeah, the end, um, you know, when I kind of lost touch in Mayfield there, I, I really struggled with the wind, too. You know, kind of like what Ryan was saying, um, just that back jump. It was like, for me, I don't know. 
it wasn't really the wind blowing my car. It was just like my timing. I don't know if the wind was slowing my car down or not, but uh, I was having a hard time just timing that that big triple down dude. And I crashed off that a couple times. And uh, the, yeah, then me and Dakota started battling. And he seemed a little bit more panicky than I did. So he was driving a little bit wild. Um, so we we swapped back and forth a couple times. Uh, he would get by me and then and then crash. And then, you know, I would make a mistake. He would get back by me and then crash again. So we did that a little bit. And then uh, I think the last two laps were pretty close. I mean, he finished a second maybe behind me. So it was pretty close coming to the line, you know, last lap for me, I was just, I really wanted to get that third spot, you know, to be so close, you know, fighting for the win, um, you know, and Shruggy getting a TQ, pulling just a stupid mistake, choosing the wrong tire for the main, missing the podium and that. I really wanted to get on the podium and buggy. So just really focused in on the two good laps at the end and, making sure to get over all the jumps and get through the whoops and, you know, don't make any, uh, any silly mistakes at the end. And yeah, well, it was close between me and Dakota at the end for sure. And you, you mentioned that you TQ'd the Truggy class. And, you know, I read a couple things on Red RC. You said you, you, you might've missed the tire compound a little, but you also needed a little bit of steering. But overall, I mean, you got to be pretty happy with your Truggy results too, right? Yeah, yeah, I was really happy with the, uh, you know, with the performance of the whole weekend with the Truggy. Um, you know, with with that truck, it's just, you know, it's a little outdated, and um, sometimes it lacks the uh, corner speed and stuff. And you know, we're still working hard on it, and had a, a new rear shock tower that kind of helped it out, and. Um, you know, having a little bit more power with the new engines helped out some too. I didn't have to drive as hard as I normally do. So I was able to, uh, kind of have a little bit different driving style. Um, but yeah, just, just for the main, you know, the the track was just weird. You didn't know if it was going to be wet or dry and you didn't really know what time it was going to be. Um, so yeah, just, just chose the wrong, uh, the wrong shred. It's funny, you know we've been racing so long and, you know, I'm kind of a veteran now. And sometimes you think being more knowledgeable is better, but, uh, you know, I think I kind of screwed myself there. My younger, my younger mind would have said, screw it. I'm going to run the small 10 tires and go for the win. And I'd rather lose because my tires are bald. And, uh, the older me was like, Oh no, I'll play it safe. I'll go to the bigger tires. My tires will be good at the end. And, you know, just uh, the way the mains are these days, you have to run qualifying speed for 45 minutes, and I just wasn't able to do it. So jump over to Pudge. Uh, Ryan, it's your second time now at the new associated prototype. You got two seconds, one at the Worlds, one at the Nitro Challenge. Um, obviously, what do you think of this car, and when do you think it's going to be out? Yeah, I mean, I've had pretty much seconds every time I think I've raced that car minus one of the races I didn't finish. So I think we've came a long ways from what we were racing last year and uh we've made some good decisions on just some setup stuff and 
just really have put the pieces to the puzzle together finally. It seems like in ACL, it's been a long time since I felt comfortable and getting, you know, a good nitro program together is a very hard thing to do. So I think we've kind of found uh, what we like and, you know, just working with, you know, the Cody Numdahl and now Carson and, you know, it's a different group uh, of guys. So um, everything's kind of going together really well, it seems like so. Hopefully we'll have a uh, production car possibly a race for uh, Silver State. Uh, I know that we, they're already saying that we should have a production car for Neobuggy, which they are pretty much back to back. So hopefully right around there we'll be racing of a, dark, a production car. And then uh, I think they're shooting for sometime right before Nationals to release the car. So I think that's the goal. And then uh, go from there. And for um, for Mayfield, you got the um, you know like you said that's probably your first major major win with the uh, the TLR eight scale platform. Um, you know how are you liking the TLR from that standpoint, and and uh, and then that's your Orion engine kind of debut at a huge race. Um, yeah, I've uh, ever since I picked up. The low C cars I've adapted pretty quickly, and um, obviously TLR and the, the TLR family, they have a lot of experience and a lot of information and knowledge to go along with all their products. So it's definitely made my life uh, a little easier, kind of getting into the new stuff, and I've tweaked them as I've gone along uh, just to kind of fit my own driving style. Um, but, yeah, stepping into a... Uh, Kind of what I'd like to say is like a fully furnished nitro program as far as the cars go was something that uh, I was really looking looking for in my move. Um, so I'm uh, I'm happy that I can run all three of their A-Steel platforms and be competitive. I finished on the podium in all three classes at Nitro Challenge, and that's the you know that's the first time I've ever ran uh, e-buggy at one of these bigger events and. and so just to be competitive in all three classes is really nice and uh, makes my job a little easier uh, when the cars are, are so fit and finished out of the box. Um, and to come out with the Orion engines um, in somewhat of the, my debut at a big event, um, to get a win was uh, was nice. It was a little rocky getting everything kind of tuned in and sorted out. Um, there's a lot of options uh, for a driver that runs the Orion product line and just sorting out what I like and how I like to tune it and what pipe and blah, 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 which is a, a little bit of a process. But um, Ryan and Jared ran the engines for a long time, so they left a lot of information on the table that I've kind of learned from. Um, so I thought it went pretty good, and, you know, it was nice to get the win. Uh, the engines ran great in both cars. Um, they ran really good in France, too, but we didn't get to race the main at the Montpellier race thanks to some weather. Um, but, yeah, so far I'm, I'm happy with... Uh, my new companies. It's been a good start so far. So we'll kind of let you, uh, we'll kind of go in the order you guys finished, but, you know, kind of a, a question from a fan's perspective or from from watching from my perspective is you guys have been doing this for a while now and you've kind of dominated each one of you racing for, you know, probably 10 years or more, but um, are these one, two, three finishes that you guys have really been so famous for, um, 
what's it what's it feel like now in terms of uh, getting these finishes together? You guys are kind of connected in a way. And um, what is it like to race with these the other guys? And uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Are we going to third to first here or first to third? Uh, first to third. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I think it's... I think... It's probably a little more sweet nowadays when, uh, well, when I'm on the podium, I, I think it's cool when all three of us are on the podium because it's, you know, we're all the same age and we're all growing up and going through all of our adult stuff and maybe we don't have as much time to dedicate to the racing. Um, not saying, I mean, we still obviously all put in a ton of effort and a ton of time. Um, and some of these kids they were racing nowadays have a whole crew behind them that's helping them uh, get to the to certain to certain place they want to be, um, and that's a luxury I've never really had. Um, so it's when I can beat them, it, it's a little sweeter for me for sure. Um, and you know there was a an article that came out last year after the Nitro Challenge because me, Ryan, and Jared, all of us had kind of a rough week in all the classes. And, um, this article came out basically saying that, you know, the times had changed and, and we weren't relevant anymore and said a lot of mean things that none of us appreciated. And, you know, for this year, for us to be on the podium at the two biggest races of the year now at the Regi Race and Electric and at Nitro, I think that proves that, you know, on any given day, we're still the best drivers. And, you know, we can definitely go fight for any win. And uh, no matter who we're racing or what cars are racing, so it's definitely nice to to get on those podiums and prove to people that we're still we're still here and we're not going anywhere for a while. Go ahead, Pudge. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of funny at the end of the day, really. Um, you know, the last uh, probably three or four years, there's you know different people coming up through the rankings and you know showing their faces, but um, yeah, it's always sweet. I say when you know we're all three kind of there because you know we've been there for you know like almost a decade doing the same thing. So I think any sport it's hard to be that competitive for that long. So I mean we're going strong 2015, and I don't see it really changing really anytime soon. So I mean we're all putting as much effort in as anybody else now. So. I think it kind of we had to step up our game just a little bit, but you know everything's kind of gone well this year. So I would say two races, and we're all up there. So I'm gonna say you're gonna see the same thing probably the next few races. So yeah, I uh, I think I think it's awesome. You know, um, it is it is pretty wild. Us three. Um, we're all like really close in age. We've kind of grown up together and it is wild that we have swept so many races in the past 10 years. Um, you know, I'm sure you can't find any other stat in any other industry where there's been the same three top guys winning races, sweeping the podiums for 10 years in a row. Um, you know, I know Dakota and Ty, you know, are great drivers. They've won a lot of races these past years, but, uh, you know, for us, it gets, you know, it gets old hearing about it. And, you know, um, we've all had really great accomplishments and, you know, I definitely feel last year 
all three of us collectively kind of got pushed off to the side. You know, the article like Mayfield was talking and, you know, just, just other things, you know. We kind of got pushed off to the side and, uh, you know, maybe some people thought we were done and, you know, clearly we're not. I think all three of us still are great drivers. Um, as you grow up, you go through different things, like Mayfield was saying. Um, you know, that's been a personal thing for me is with the family and now having two kids, you know, my life's completely changed. Uh, before I could come home from a race and, you know, sleep in till noon, it's like, you know, now I come home from Dirt Nitro Challenge, I'm completely just toasted, get home Monday night, it's like, reality check the kids Megan goes to work Tuesday I'm up 5 a.m. feeding my five-month-old son and taking my daughter to preschool and you know so stuff's definitely changed and uh you know for all of us I think we had to change a couple things and rework our schedules and you know rework some things get our heads back together but uh it's clear that we're all three here to play this year and we can still drive our cars. So, um, I think it's awesome. I would, I would, uh, I'd love to sweep some more podiums this year for sure. Well, uh, Mike Garrison's on the line. He's got a couple, we got a couple questions for you guys. And then there's just a couple of listener questions and then you guys are done. But we'll, uh, ask Mike what he's got. Uh, I, I got some less complicated things. I just got to know, Jared. Tell us about this. Uh, who is J Lane? Like we've been seeing a lot of a lot of this J Lane on the old JTPRC stuff. Uh, where 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 did old J Lane come from? Well, J Lane, I found him just uh, wandering the streets of Kansas City. Um, <laughs> he thought he knew how to ride a dirt bike, but uh, got him onto the RC track and. He wanted to just cling on to the JTT brand, and so we've been dragging him around to a couple of races, and uh, yeah, super cool guy, helping out. It's all into RC, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. We've actually became uh, really good friends, and you know, I, it's nice. I finally have someone that's a, a friend and that kind of understands the RC, and um, you know, I can vent to and express you know frustrations and you know now he kind of got the uh the full taste at the dirt you know when we first met he thought oh man pro rc drive it must be so glamorous and uh definitely proved to him this weekend it's not near as glamorous as he thought yeah he was he seemed pretty stoked about uh going out to the nitro challenge and then after being there he's like wow there's there's a lot going on here there's a lot to take in yeah, yeah, you know, we uh, we all work really hard. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize, you know. They think, oh, man, pro RC driver, you don't pay for your RC cars. Oh, that's so cool. It must just be so fun. You get to travel. And, um, man, there's a lot, a lot of work behind it. You know, anything on a professional level um, takes a lot more work than people realize. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we got we got to move over to Pudge for a minute. Pudge, we I, no homo here, bud. We can't really call you Pudge anymore. You're looking good these days. Like you. you're dialed. So we, we need like a new name for you. Like, can we start calling you like Skinny Jeans or something? 
I mean, what, yeah, what brought I, all this on? Yeah, I don't know what you guys can call me. You can just call me RC, I guess. I just leave it here. Well, then I know I won't let him have that that pudge anymore. He had to shape up. Yeah, <laughs> shape up or shape shape up. Up. <laughs> That's right. You're always gonna be pudge, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, some people call me. He doesn't really bother me. It wasn't really necessarily for the sadness. It was, it was, uh, Thunder used to work over at Team Orion. There was a, uh, a pitcher on a baseball team, or a catcher, and, uh, his nickname was Pudge, and I guess he kind of looked, he looked alike. And, uh, I guess he, he decided he was going to make me some name details, and I ran him, and then the name stuck. So I guess it's kind of my fault a little bit. Pudge Rodriguez. <laughs> well, hey, that works. But now you're now you're in top-notch shape and you're you're ready to rip. Does it does it make a difference yeah. like with the RC racing? I, I mean, I always joked about it because I always like to eat cheeseburgers at the races, and that was my my go-to fast snack. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely feels good to be in good shape. I mean, I, I think it. You know, maybe with stands, the dryer stands for long mains, it might feel a little bit better, but uh, don't get us hungry. So, I don't know. Right on. Right on. Mayfield, I got to ask you, like, Adam leaving and all that, what what effect does that have on, on the team and, and you and all that sort of stuff? Um, I think it's a... I think it's a little bit of a hit on the morale side of things. Adam was a, he's a really good guy, um, really knowledgeable uh, about the product, and he's great with the customers. And everybody, you know, everybody loved Adam. Um, he helped me quite a bit uh, when I was making my decision of where I was going to go. You know, he he was a big reason why I chose Losi. Not the only reason, but he definitely played a factor in it. Um, he got me up to speed with all the ACL stuff. And, uh, you know, he was just a good guy to work with, good guy to bounce ideas off of and stuff. And, you know, I don't I don't know what happened between him and Horizon. I don't know the details. It, 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 had, it had nothing to do with me. Um, I was just as shocked to hear it as anybody else. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like he's found a new place to go, and I think he's going to – he's obviously going to do fine. I mean, it's the Drake. You know, he's one of the biggest – most recognizable names in RC, uh, and that's not going to change no matter what stickers he got on his car. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, it's definitely a bummer that he's not with us. But you know, TNLR is a, a big company, Horizon is a big company, and there's a lot of resources behind the scenes that keeps it going. Um, and you know, we'll we'll do fine without him. Um, I would, me personally, I would definitely like to still see him wearing a TLR shirt, um, but obviously uh, that's not the case. So. We'll just uh, keep chugging on. I'll do the best I can, and and uh, in trying to fill the shoes that you know that he left behind. Um, I'm not ever going to replace him, but I'm going to try my best just to be the representative that, that he was, or close to it, um, and uh, be the support guy at the track for TLR when I need to be. And uh, so I wish him luck, and and we'll uh, but we'll be okay without him. Yeah, I mean, definitely a, a bummer deal, but, you know, like you said, I mean, it seems like the team's holding up good and everything's going smooth, and 
obviously you guys pulling off a big win like that. That's that's definitely a good direction to be going in. Yeah, you know, and Adam was one of the first people over there to congratulate me. You know, we're still friends, we still talk. Um, and, you know, he still still wants to see um, see us do good. You know, he's friends with me in Dakota. Um, so there's no animosity towards Adam at all or, you know, either way. he's We're all still buddies. It's just there was a business thing that I don't think anybody's ever going to know the full story of. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things that happens in this industry, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Dottie, you got some Facebook questions for us? Uh, this one here is for all three of you. Oh, I guess we'll start with Cav. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the worlds being on AstroTurf? <laughs> it's awesome. Best thing ever. <laughs> Most consistent service or ASOC. I don't know. It should be uh, it should be interesting for everybody. I think. I mean, it's not the it's the first, but it's not the first time that people race on that that surface. So it's just a lot more strange to us, just because we don't have anything that's uh, runnable on here. So we're gonna have to just kind of figure out what we're gonna have to do to prepare and just make it as best as possible. And there's nothing we can do now. It's set and stone. So it should be interesting. Uh, Mason? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not the biggest fan of this idea. Um, I don't have anything personally against AstroTurf or carpet racing in the least. Uh, what I do have against is that we basically have been given less than a year uh, to completely rethink how we race our 10-scale cars because America really hasn't adapted well, excuse me, America hasn't had to go carpet racing yet. seems like in Europe, the venues there aren't, there, there's no venues for them to sustain a dirt track year-round. So they have, they had to kind of resort to this carpet racing thing. So in my opinion, the carpet racing is like a second thought. It's something that they had to do um, to even keep racing. And so for me, it doesn't really make sense to really support that kind of racing when in reality that's not what these cars are made for it's not where it's, it's not where this racing's from um, but on that same note it's the evolution of the sport or the hobby um, and you know we're gonna we're gonna go there and compete just like everybody else and if we got to develop new cars to do it I think we're uh, willing to do that as a company and uh we got a few months to get our act together, and, and we'll see how how it works out. Uh, Jared, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really trying not to worry about it or have too many opinions about it. Um, never driven on carpet, never driven on astro, so uh, you know I enjoy racing on dirt, but um, it is what it is. So you know, I think. I think for me, I'm not going to try to have too many opinions or worry about too much. Uh, I'm not going to try to go crazy and practice a whole bunch on carpet. You know, I think Astro is quite a bit different than carpet. Um, so I'm almost using that as a little advantage that I've, uh, I'm not used to racing on carpet because when I go to the warm up race, you know, I'll know what the Astro feels like and I'll be able to really do a lot of my testing during the warm-up race and, uh, you know, 
I won't have like, oh, well, I should do this on carpet. Um, but I've heard it drives so much different. So, uh, yeah, just going to take the warm-up race, have my brain wide open and try to get as much knowledge as I can there. And, um, you know, for the actual worlds, plans are the same. Go there and try to win. Um, you know, I definitely feel like even, you know, the U.S. drivers that don't race on the Astro um, or the carpet, you know, I think we'll have just as good a chance as if it was on dirt. So uh, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think we'll we'll get the info we need, and um, it will just be another race. Just uh, it'll be a funky looking track. Okay, uh, most some of these questions here you guys already answered, but uh, so I'll close it out with these two uh, for each one of you. What is your greatest accomplishment and most embarrassing moment, uh, Cav? <laughs> Uh, greatest accomplishment would be probably 2011 Worlds in Finland. Uh, worst one uh, would be probably my my Worlds when I it was probably in 03 when I won full and then I was in the B main and buddy. <laughs> I got you B. So I was in the, the E main and full <laughs> So popping off my ball set to my DNA. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mayfield? Uh, biggest accomplishment. I guess the radio race this year. My biggest win. Uh, and then most embarrassing. I don't know. There's a lot of those. I don't know, man. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. This year in Truggy, I was pretty sick at the Nitro Challenge and I didn't know if I was on the clock or not. I ended up cutting track thinking that I was on the clock or wasn't on the clock, but I was on the clock. And it was like a complete nightmare, and I felt like a complete idiot. Like, I, it was my first race out there. So I guess in recent years, that's probably a little embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's not that bad. I, it takes a lot to embarrass me, and I got pretty thick skin, so... <laughs> All right, uh, Jared? Um, for me, my biggest accomplishment would be uh, the two world worlds, uh, TQ and Lynn and Chico, having my family there was uh, was really special. Um, most embarrassing, um, there was pretty bad winning two-wheel and then E-main and four-wheel um, was pretty embarrassing, but I just won two wheels, so I didn't feel that embarrassed by it. But, uh, I would say my most embarrassing was probably last year at Neo Buggy. Um, you know, I won five years, and it's like, oh, me and Chessman gonna battle it out. Is anyone gonna dethrone me? And, uh, I forgot to punch holes in my tires for the main. And my car was like a hovercraft driving around the track, and it was just completely impossible to drive the entire main. And I got just destroyed, so I gave up my uh, my Neo Buggy crown with a really stupid mistake with no holes in my tires. So that was pretty embarrassing. All right, uh, last question then. Uh, uh this is for all you guys. Uh, when you switch chassis companies, what happens to the old cars? Do you give them away, or do they go up on a wall of fame? Uh, Kev? 
typically they are in the garbage, but as of lately we've been scrapping some of our our stuff. Now that it's like aluminum, and it doesn't really wear out that bad. So I've been like kind of just putting a little like together package for some guys in the track and stuff like that. So been a little bit better with my uh, my products supporting the others that can't afford it. So. Hey, Phil. Was the question when you change manufacturers or when you Yeah, actually, when, when you change manufacturers, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you got to send everything back. I mean, it's, except the companies are gracious enough to let you keep your cars that you feel are necessary to keep, like anything big, any big race you win. Typically, when you win nationals or worlds or, you know, the reader race or whatever, you keep the car as a, you know, momentous, you know, prize or whatever. Uh, but they give everything to us, uh, and it's not our property. It's still technically their property. So when we switch, we have to give it all back. Yeah, for me, when I uh, when I switched from Associated to Kyosho, um, you know, that's really my only main chassis sponsor switch. Um, you know, I had I had kept cars. You know, like Ryan said, uh, national championship cars. Um, my last year with Associated, I, uh, I won two little full of cactus. I kept those cars. So when it came down to, you know, when I was leaving, um, yeah, I pretty much just shipped everything back. Um, normally, you know, they won't use a whole bunch of actual, you know, built stuff. Maybe if they have a new team driver or something, they might, uh, give them those cars, but uh, yeah, you know, ship all the parts back, ship all the cars back, and start start fresh. All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, uh, we answered most of these here, so that's I'm done on my end. Jason, uh, Mike, and Kirby, anything to add? I'm oh, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I think we got it. Yeah. Great interview. Definitely, Lots of great answers. Definitely appreciate definitely appreciate you guys coming on and and. Uh, I definitely like watching you guys race and getting in the top three, so I uh, appreciate it. And I think uh, Kirby was saying something too. Oh, I got one question. Who's winning Atlanta 2 450? Dungy. Shattering. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm in Canard. Oh. All right. I wish I could say Roxon, but I don't know. I think he just crashed his brains out enough. <laughs> I'm taking a shot of the dark. I'm saying Weston Pike. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hey. If you're going to go that, I might go Kyle Partridge. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Kyle Partridge has a legit chance, though. Yeah. That was a good call. He's a beast. Oh, hey, let's That's a solid pick, too. We have a good, we have, those are good picks. Hey, MXGP opening Who round. this weekend, Cairoli or Villapoto? That's what I was RV. just saying. RV got this weekend. Well, Cairoli's winning. Sorry, guys. He got locked up in the bag. You know that, okay. that weird track, Quadar or whatever? Qatar, yeah. Qatar, Qatar. I heard it would favor uh, I heard it would favor RV, so I'm going to just roll with RV. Every I think it's going to be no. I think it's going to be some squid that just gets lucky. I no. I don't think it's going to be those two. <laughs> Wrong. <Some squid. laughs> 
it's going to be a Kadar Quasar local. He's got his game gear on and he's ready to rip. I think the only Qatar locals are like, I think they ride camels over there. <laughs> Perfect. He's a camel racer. The camel racer will win this one. Let's see how it, how it pans out for him. It'll, it'll be interesting at least. It'll be something else to watch, I guess. Yeah. Should be good. All right, Cav Mayfield, Jared, I really appreciate you coming on the show and um, giving us some time here. That was really cool. No problem. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Yeah. Feels good to yeah. uh, bring the big three back to reality. <laughs> big three, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. See ya. Later. Later. Wow. wow, that actually worked out pretty good. That I'm impressed. That worked right. out excellent. Yeah. I get lucky. I'm lucky, huh? It was good. Good little uh, Q and A segment right there. With the big three. We're jumping right into Adam Drake. There you go. Adam Drake, what's up, Adam? Not much. What's happening? I'm sorry, bro. We ran a little late, but, but here happened. we are. Not a big deal. All right. So I got Jason Rona with me here. What's happening, Jason? How you doing, Adam? I'm doing all right. Adam's going through a car wash right now. I'm actually trying to sound loud. <laughs> Is that better? Whoa, what'd you do? Just like totally stop the car? No, I, uh, it was like through my, I don't know, Bluetooth deal, hands hurting. Now I'm just holding the phone. My dog, okay. Now my dog's barking because I have food. So, what are you guys up to? Just, uh, getting caught up, you know, getting the, uh, podcast stuff going and, um, everyone keeps asking to talk to Adam, right, Gotti? I guess Gotti's there. I think we lost him. No, I'm here. I'm sorry about that. I had to get rid of my dog. <laughs> this, this show's crazy. Did you permanently get rid of him or just temporary? I'm trying to eat dinner here. Yeah, and he great. goes nuts. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, Adam. Yeah, glad uh, glad to be on. Still uh, recovering a little bit from the night's challenge last week, but uh, yeah, glad glad you guys could have me on. So, who are you with now, Adam? That's the big question. Uh, right now, I'm just driving by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean uh, it's still up in there at the moment. Um, you know, last weekend at the night's challenge, I was fortunate enough to run uh, using cars thanks to. Chris Moore and Tim Long kind of setting that up. I went and tested with Tim, and I've been testing a lot of cars lately, and I had a pretty good couple of days running the mutant cars and was happy with them, and they put together a deal um, that allowed me to go to the Nitro Challenge and race, which was really cool, and um, I was fortunate for that because then it, you know, it's, it was good for 
Jason Overhofsky and Proline and Tekin and, and all my other sponsors for me to still be there racing. And uh, I hope to have kind of everything ironed out and an official or, you know, final word in the next week or so. So the ink is not dry yet? No, not yet. Well, I, you know, I don't know how much, um, you know, everyone just wants to know, Adam, uh, basically why. <laughs> and I know you can't talk about everything, but, um, you know, maybe tell everybody what you can about the situation that you're in. And I know everybody misses you at PLR, but everything kind of moves, moves, moves on. But um, talk to us about the position you're in now and kind of how you're um, looking forward to a new opportunity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure most people know I've said with TLR for a long time, uh, a little over 20 years as a racer and uh, a little over 14 as an employee. And, uh, you know, they had a bit of a restructure in the department that I was in. And so I've kind of moved on. And over the last month or so, I've been talking with with a couple different companies and testing a few different cars and um I went to Germany for the toy fair and was able to talk to a number of people there as well. And, um, just kind of trying to get everything set up and lined up for the future and, uh, make the best decision and, you know, be with, be with a company that I trust and believe in the cars and, and also the people, uh, so that hopefully this can be, you know, the, I guess the next 20 year chapter of my life. So that's, uh, that's what I've been working on. You know, I mean, it, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, the way things kind of shook down there, um, there's obviously been a little bit of a, I don't know, like a mini earthquake with the whole thing. Um, you know, maybe a Southern California earthquake and I, you have a, you have a big following with that program and TLR and, and, uh, you know, I guess a lot of your friends or uh, former teammates have, you know, they've honestly moved on as well to other vehicles, kind of showing their support for you. Um, you know, what does that what does that really say to you? And what do you think it says about you know what you kind of put in there um, with with PLR? You know, it's it's been uh, obviously kind of a emotional roller coaster, um, just from so many different angles, um, but. Uh, outpouring of support from, you know, friends, former teammates, um, has, has truly been unbelievable. Um, you know, it's, uh, I guess in a sense, a little bit, uh, strange or kind of sad, you know, a nice challenge to see the TLR pits or kind of, you know, my ex teammates or, um, kind of the team that I, I guess helped put together, uh, be scaled back quite a bit. Um, you know, you never wish anything bad upon anyone or want to see, see anything like that happen. Um, but the flip side of that, you know, to again, have, have people that have been so supportive and, um, you know, just, just there for me through this time, um, has, has been awesome. Um, you know, again, don't, don't wish anything bad upon the guys there and still have a lot of really close and good friends at TLR and horizon. Um, 
you know, very thankful for the, the great years that I had there with them. Um, but, you know, looking forward to moving on and, and kind of starting the next, next chapter. You know, the, the chapter you were in, I guess, um, was a lot about racing and your performance and being able to be kind of the, the, the main guy in one eighth scale. Um, you know, you won several Roar national titles and I mean, maybe a million JDRLs. I don't know how many it is. Um, and everything else, but, um, you know, what's the, what's this chapter you think going to kind of look like for you in terms of, you know, are, are you going to be, feel like more of a racer, uh, you know, maybe a representative, uh, you know, what, what do you think it is going to feel more like? Um, I mean, you know, time will tell, but I mean, I think all along, um, you know, with my time at, at TLR was my focus was there was, there was a a lot of my focus towards racing, but all along it was kind of the long-term future and uh, not just my own racing. It was trying to uh, make other guys on the team better and to bring in uh, young up and coming talent and to try to help guys just live up to their true potential. And for me, Um, you know, I was still very fortunate to win a lot of races, even with, you know, kind of having a lot of my plate and full-time job, um, even though it was, you know, in the industry, um, you know, it wasn't like my job was, was just to go race. So I've, you know, I've, I've been really fortunate. And like I said, with, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I could have kind of gone the path and just said, Hey, I want to be pro racer. And that's, that's never been, been the case for me. I want to, uh, be able to help with development. Um, I want to be able to help with marketing, um, you know, bringing in new talent and just helping guys do the best that they can do for, for whatever brand it is that I end up with. So I think, I think my role will be very similar moving forward. Um, you know, I'm obviously, older than a lot of the guys that, that I race and battle with on a, on a regular basis. And, and I do understand that, you know, there will come a time and a point where my racing slows down and I have to focus more on the business side. But I think for, for quite a few years, my focus has been more on the business than my personal goals or racing. And I think that's, that's kind of shown through all this with kind of the following that I've had. Um, you know, I think if I was just worried about my racing and, um, my results, you know, guys wouldn't kind of follow me wherever I go or, um, you know, be willing to switch teams because I'm no longer with, with a particular team. So, I mean, for you to, uh, how much time did you actually have? I mean, kind of jumping around a little bit, but how much time did you actually have driving the, uh, the Mugen cars prior to Nitro Challenge? I mean, obviously it's got to be really tough for you to get out and drive another car because in Southern California, I mean, you're never alone out there. Um, how did you, I mean, how much did you get to run and how'd you pull it off? 
Yeah, I mean, in in the first few weeks after um, everything happened, where I was uh, no longer with Horizon, I didn't I didn't do a ton of running just because um, I went to Nuremberg and uh, trying to get other stuff situated as far as health insurance and and things like that. Um, but I do have uh, a friend Chuck who's got a private track at his house, so I was able to go run a little bit there. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't actually run the mutants up there. I was primarily testing some engine stuff and testing a couple radios and things like that. Um, but as far as actual time with the mutant cars, I went and ran one day at Revelation and then one day at Chula Vista, and. Uh, that, that was pretty much it for the most part. I mean, I was able to put an okay amount of time uh, throughout those two days on the buggy. Uh, Truggy was very limited. I only probably ran maybe five or six tanks before going the Nitro Challenge. And then the electric car, I went to Proline the Sunday before Nitro Challenge and ran two battery packs uh, just to make sure the clutch system that I put on it held up. And uh, I really. I wasn't, my main focus wasn't, uh, hey, I need to land a ride before Nitro Challenge. I hope to be able to have something to run at Nitro Challenge. And my original plan was I was just going to go to Nitro Challenge and race TLR vehicles. Um, but as it got closer, I just thought that would kind of send some strange and, and weird messages and um, just create even more questions for people. So, Leading up to the race, about a week out, I pretty much had decided I was just going to go to the race and, uh, you know, help tune engines and help support ProLine in any way that I could. And uh, the Wednesday before, we went to Chula Vista, tested with a Mugen car. It went really good. And, you know, that's when Chris and Tim talked to me and said, you know, how about we just go there and race and see how it goes. And, uh you know, at first I was a little leery just because I'm super, super huge on preparation and, um, you know, everything kind of came together last minute. We were just throwing it together. Um, but at the end of the day, I, the longer I stayed away from the track, the more difficult it was going to be, um, you know, for that, I guess, first race back. So, yeah. uh, you know, we went ahead and did it and, um, you know, would have been nice to do it at a at a smaller race, but on the other hand, it was kind of cool, you know, to to basically go to the the biggest race of the year, being that it's a, a non worlds year, and uh, you know, go get my feet wet and and uh, you know, race with everyone. How do you think it went for you? I mean, I I think you had some really good runs, and um, you know, how do you think it went? And um, what was your, how do you analyze the situation? I mean, overall, I think it was good. It's, uh, you know, obviously I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with the cars and I wasn't prepared as much as I would have liked to have been even on like the engine side, just because again, wasn't really planning on running the race leading up to it. So my engines were a little newer than, than I would normally go to a race like that. Um, but overall, I think it was good. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, like you said, I, I had some, some pretty good runs and I had some other just kind of okay runs, but 
um, you know, with the level of competition that's at that race and the limited time that I had, um, you know, I, I think it went good. It's, uh, you know, I didn't have really a whole lot of expectations or, or goals for the race. I was just really happy to be able to be there and, and race and, uh, you know, kind of experience another nitro challenge. You went in and, um, you know, you ended up, uh, you know, we talked a little bit there after the, the mains and you were telling the stories about how you got your, kind of how everything kind of uh, came together at the end with your, your decals and getting the wraps on your bodies and you, um, you know, got your truggy decorated and talk to us a little bit about your, you know, kind of all your sponsors coming through there for you um, in the crunch time and kind of how it all came together. Um you know, with your decals and your bodies and, you know, all the stuff that's kind of a pain in the butt, right? Yeah, I mean, huge, huge hats off to to Robert and everyone from Upgrade RC. Um, you know, I talked with Robert, I think it was the Thursday or Friday before the race, and, uh, you know, asked him if it would be possible to get bodies and stickers and, and things like that for the race, and um, him and his wife, Jamie were due with their second, second baby, um, actually past due. And, uh, they had scheduled to induce labor the Monday. So basically the day before I left for nitro challenge. And, uh, so they were planning and, and preparing for that. And Robert, you know, basically just said, I'll see what I can do, but I can't, can't promise you anything. And, uh, I reached out to Mugen and Proline and had them send some bodies and the bodies actually didn't arrive or they, they were scheduled to be delivered that Friday. <clears throat> and for some reason, um, I don't know if, uh, they went home at upgrade early or what, but the, the packages from both Mugen and Proline didn't make it that day. So they didn't arrive till Monday. Uh, but fortunately Robert had two Mugen bodies, um, at the shop and he went in on Sunday and, uh, printed the bodies, printed the decals, went home Sunday night, painted the bodies and, uh, had Mike, I had Mike Trury, uh, meet Robert at his house. And then on Monday on Mike's way out to the race, I met up with Mike and I finished, uh, kind of trimming and stickering the bodies and stuff like that. And, um, actually on Tuesday at Nitro Challenge, um, I, I got a truck body from Tim Long that he brought, brought with him and Robert didn't have die lines for a truck body, but he had printed a couple extra buggy, um, skins and I kind of modified the, the buggy skins to fit on the truck body and went to Quicks RC and bought some paint and, uh, you know, finished him up with a little bit of paint and, um, and then Robert, when he sent some stuff for, for Ty and a couple of the other guys, he, he got me a couple of t-shirts. And so when it was all said and done, it was, you know, it was a mad thrash and, um, you know, I didn't feel very prepared, but they made, made it happen and made me look, uh, you know, really professional and, and good for the, for the week. So again, hats off to them. And, like you said, it's, um, you know, they definitely came through in a crunch and, and, uh, you know, very appreciative for that. 
I got some questions about the cars, but before that, you mentioned, um, you know, you, you normally like to have your engines broken in a certain amount, <clears throat> you know, and you know, obviously a lot of nitro people that listen to the show and, you know, exactly, you know, I mean, you don't have to give away any crazy detail, but I mean, how much do you like to, you know, have an engine broken in and run um, when you when you feel you got your program, you know, at 100%? For me, with the Novorossi stuff, I mean, it's it, it runs pretty well um, right out of the gate, but it definitely gets better with time. And uh, I normally like to run, you know, a couple smaller races um, to where I get maybe between two and four gallons of fuel through each engine uh, before going to a race like Nitro Challenge, just because... And as you challenge, you get one practice run. Your stuff pretty much has to be good right when you hit the track. Um, if I was going to a race where we had more practice, you know, having an engine that only had one to two gallons on it would be fine because by the end of the week it would be, um, you know, pretty much perfect. So I, I had received my engines probably, I don't know, six weeks to... Uh, two months before Nitro Challenge, and I had run a little bit of fuel through them and practiced with them. And then when everything happened, um, you know, obviously my focus wasn't to to get to the track and put more fuel on on my engine. So those engines uh, pretty much were just just sitting there waiting. And um, but they ran well. I, um, you know, again, would have liked to have had a little more fuel through them, but. Um, they ran well and, um, you know, had no problems through pit stops. It's, it's actually funny because the, the first time I ever even did a pit stop with a mutant car, um, buggy or truck was, was there at the race, um, right. for the truck main. So, you know, every car kind of reacts a little bit different and, you know, engines were a little new and just, it was, I don't know, just kind of, we're winging it and, you know, fortunately it, it worked out okay. And, uh, like I said, just, I was just happy to be there racing. When you were, uh, you know, building your cars and that type of thing, I mean, it's been a while, obviously, since you built anything but a TLR vehicle. Um, and I think the TLR cars, are obviously one of the things that I think the platform now is still standard type tools and hardware. Now you're on a different car, metric hardware, but is there anything when you're building the cars that you just were like, man, I didn't, I didn't really think about the other cars um, having things this way versus the TLR. And, you know, does it just kind of a different process altogether? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely uh, a little weird having to, I guess, kind of glance at a manual every now and then to see how something went together. Um, when you've, you know, had so much time with, with other vehicles and know the ins and outs of them. Um, you know, fortunately I, I did have some, some metric tools. I don't even know why, but I had them from something. And, uh, but the, the biggest thing was going to the track and, you know, if, if I dropped a nut in the grass or lost a screw or something, I literally had no hardware. Um, so, so that was, that was kind of, kind of strange and, and a bit tough. Uh, 
again, try, I always try to be super prepared and, um, you know, Tim helped out considerably and had his, you know, parts and screws and things like that. So if it wasn't for him, I, I would have been bumming stuff off people all week long. So, um, you know, running the different cars, I mean, uh, you know, obviously it, it, the whole thing's probably not over yet for you. I mean, there might be I mean, more changes. I don't know. Um, what do you kind of anticipate, you know, for the rest of the year and, uh, what races do you think we'll be able to see see you at? And and uh, you know, I, obviously you had a really big kind of a regional race schedule before. And you know, what um, where are people going to be able to see you this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I plan to have a, a very similar schedule to what I've had in the past. Um, I think you know, attending a large number of the regional races is is really uh, helpful for the brand. And, um, you know, it's always a good place to be able to, um, kind of feel out and see what your customers wants and needs are. Uh, so I plan to, you know, continue to, to hit all the major races just like I would in the past, as well as, you know, a large amount of regional races. Um, I'm actually going next week to the icebreaker race in, uh, just outside of Dallas, Texas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think again, it's it's very valuable for Novorossi and Proline, and you know, whoever the car company, and just just in general to attend um, a lot of races. And um, you know, at least at this point, that's that's my plan for the future as well. Yeah, we had a, we had a question come in from Shane. He asked, uh, "What car will you be running in Texas next week?" I'll be running a mutant car in Texas as well. I mean, what else I got here? Uh, Drake, Will Nuts, what happened? <laughs> I want to know that as well. Um, I actually did kind of figure out uh, the problem or I guess what happened. Um, I don't know why it, it chose to happen at, at that point. But uh, so the I was running Proline Captured Wheel Nuts. Um, on the Mugen car and the Mugen axle or wheel hex is slightly longer or has a few more threads than some of the other cars on the market. And then the Proline wheel nut, because it's captured, it's not quite as deep or doesn't allow the axle to screw quite as deep as um, some of the other wheel nuts on the market. So the wheel nut did still dig into the wheel the neurals, you know, dug into the wheel, but I guess it was basically at about the same time that the wheel hex bottomed out into the axle. And, uh, just, um, I guess, the the speed or the load on the wheel, um, you know, 10 minutes into a run, the, uh, the wheel nuts came loose. Um, so yeah, we fixed that problem. We, uh, Ran the Legends main, just put uh, Mugen wheel nuts on and had no problems. Um, it was just kind of strange because on all three of my cars, I ran the same, you know, Mugen wheel hexes and Proline wheel nuts and never had a problem. And, uh, you know, even before the buggy main, uh, you know, Tim was in the pits and grabbed the wheel wrench and cranked down on them just to make sure that, you know, I didn't overlook that in the pits. And, um, you know, we still had a problem, so it was kind of a 
novice novice deal, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't just that the wheel nuts were loose. It was you know we found something that um, you know it's kind of my mistake. So and and before that happened, you were you were in the bump position, right? Or you were you were right in it. Yeah, I led I led early in the race and um got together with a couple guys, fell back and then had gotten back into the lead and uh was leading at that point when uh when the first wheel fell off. And um uh, you know, with it being kind of a shorter race, you're pretty much out of it at that point, but I wanted to stay out there and run and and uh so they put the wheel back on, sent me out. And uh, then another wheel fell off on the same side, but um, it was the rear one instead of the front one. And um, so I put that wheel back on, sent me out again, and then I ran the rest of the race. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking there for a while it was going to be your wing that fell off because uh, Spencer got you pretty good on that uh, step-up jump, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we got together a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> It's race and it happens. And uh, at the end of the day, it, it didn't really matter because my wheels still fell off. So whether whether we got together or not, um, you know, it, it was still my mistake that that the wheels fell off. Yeah, Spencer said that you were pretty nice about it at the end when he, I guess he said he had tried to apologize to you, and you're really realistic about your wheels coming off and stuff. We were giving him a hard time about breaking your wing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell he was a little I mean he 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 did a good job though. He waited for uh I think a race or two to go by, you know, just to make sure that that uh you know maybe I had cooled down. He came over and apologized, shook my hand and and uh you know, you could tell he was a little I think timid or nervous to come come talk to me, but again, at the end of the day, I mean, it was unfortunate that we got together, but at the end of the day, um, I was still able to get back into the lead and be in a position to bump and, uh, you know, my mistake, wheel fell off. So, so it wasn't his fault. No big deal. Next race, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> well, um, you know, in terms of a, a TLR question, you know, uh, it's kind of tough to, to answer, I'm, I'm guessing. But, I mean, you think these guys, um, you think they're going to be all right in that segment? I mean, in your opinion, uh, I know it's kind of hard to, to say, but, um, you know, a lot of people put a lot of weight uh, into you on that side of things and <clears throat> testing and car development and um sort of the people person, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you see things kind of going there? You know, I'm not totally sure, you know, what their strategy or plan is and, you know, where they'll kind of reposition or restructure, um, the people that they've got. But at the end of the day, they're, they're a huge company and they're a very successful company and they're going to continue to go on and, and be a strong, successful company for years to come. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a little different. There may be some challenges along the way, but, I mean, I look at it as if Gil Losey Jr. and Sr. can leave Losey and 
continue to to be a strong company, you know, Adam Drake not being there isn't isn't gonna um you know change things up too much. So um you know they're they're a good company and and uh have a lot of good people in place that will uh you know I guess you know fill the void for, for me being gone. Okay. Um with your uh you know whatever you know kind of a new venture is have you um are you going to be doing any like one ten scale racing or is this strictly all one eight one uh for you there is a possibility that I may do some ten scale racing um at this point you know that's not not huge on my priority list um I think with the schedule that I've had in the past it's it's better to just focus on one and, and try to, uh, support, you know, the eight scale segment a hundred percent. Um, I think it would be different if I was purely just racing and, and primarily doing the major races, but with planning on continuing to support the regional and local type of types of events at this point, my, my plan and focus is, to to just primarily, um, do eight scale racing, but you know, I may, may dabble in 10 scale a little bit. We'll just see, see kind of where that goes or how it works out with, uh, with whoever I end up with. Okay. And, uh, in terms of, uh, Rhonda's racing, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of, kind of wondering about that too. Um, is is she going to still race and, uh, kind of follow along with you and the, the new brands that you choose? Yeah. Yep. She's, uh, definitely chomping at the bit and ready to get back out to the track and race. She's, uh, been just extremely supportive through all this. I mean, you know, for me, it's, it's been a lot of long nights and long days and, uh, especially leading up to Nitro challenge and she's come out to the track a ton and, you know, helped out and been there for support. And, um, you know, she's, she's pretty much, put her racing on hold to make sure that I can get everything taken care of and lined up. And, uh, she's definitely excited and ready to get back out at the track and, uh, you know, do some racing herself. So hopefully we can do that soon. Okay. Uh, I think Dottie's got a, a fan question here that they wanted to ask you. Uh, one here, um, Javier wants to know, um, will your Losi based help videos stay on YouTube still? Yeah, I mean, those, you know, the, all the videos that I've done, and I, I actually have plans to do a lot more videos as well. Um, you know, regardless of, of the products that I'm running or using, I mean, I think they're informative, uh, just kind of general videos. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have plans to, to remove any of those. If I do, it'll be more of a, you know, I do an updated video or, you know, if it's a video of how to bleed a shock, it may be uh, replaced with whatever the new shock set that I plan on building in the future. But no, those videos are, um, you know, I, I get a lot of comments and feedback from people saying how helpful they are and, and that they appreciate those. So, you know, no, no plans to take those down unless it's going to be replaced with something else. Um, I guess my last question, uh, then I'll, kind of let you give a shout out to everyone that you're thankful for. Um, do you have any idea how much your dog 
hairy ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. Uh, he, he's, I don't know. Last time we had him to the vet, it's been been a little while, but uh, he's actually only like eighty pounds. Um, okay. He, he's just a lot of hair. Um, Rhonda was actually a little bit bummed when we took him to the vet because she was all excited. He's got to be over a hundred pounds now, and <laughs> it was like. <laughs> 82 pounds, and she's like, are you kidding me? Like, that's all he weighs? Um, <laughs> that's all he weighs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah, when you actually wash him, he's, you know, he's pretty skinny, but his hair is really fluffy, and he looks uh, looks a lot bigger than what he actually is. Well, I took my dog to the vet last week, and he clocked in at 9.7 pounds. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could put a saddle on Harry and... He could ride him around. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm sure that once everything kind of shakes down, um, I'm sure Gotti would definitely like to get you back on the show, but do you want to give a shout-out to all your sponsors and friends? and history? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I guess first and foremost, you know, Novorossi, Proline, Hitech, Lunksford, Upgrade, <laughs> um, competition heat um you know all those guys this again has been been a crazy time teakin as well um you know for for being there and basically understanding and letting me kind of work through what i need to work through to to kind of move on and, and get to the next next chapter and uh obviously mugen for supporting me and helping me uh for the next challenge as well as tim long um and then just, just, you know, all my friends and close family and, and most importantly of all Rhonda, um, you know, this is, this has been a crazy time and emotional in so many different ways. And she's definitely been, uh, been there for me, uh, every step of the way and super supportive and, um, you know, basically just to let me know that, you know, Hey, we're in no hurry. Let's, let's take our time and make sure we make the right decision and, uh, if we have to make some changes in our life or lifestyle, you know, that's fine as long as we have each other. So, um, you know, huge shout out to her and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. And Drake will do anything to keep Rhonda happy and to prove it. There's a Christmas photo out there of Drake <laughs> dressed as a tree. <laughs> yeah, I've dressed as a tree. We have a pink Christmas tree every year. Um, <laughs> she enters me in the ugly sweater contest. Uh, she dressed me up uh, this year for Halloween, which was while we were at a JBRL as the big bad wolf. And uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely try to keep her happy. And you know, she keeps me super happy as well. So terrific. Well, um, definitely appreciated, Adam. And uh... yeah, thank you guys. And anytime, if uh, even if it's something quick, you want me to call in and ask a silly question or answer a silly question, whatever the case may be. Just dial your number up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your, um, you know, putting up with me uh, rescheduling and all these other things, the times, changes, and everything. So yeah, no, no problem it. at all. I've you've had to put up with me as well because it's <laughs> it's it's been. Uh, I don't know what the hell my schedule is. It's crazy uh, not having a schedule, but yet 
how busy my schedule's been. Well, I wish you the best of luck, dude. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And, and we'll get you back on. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Yeah. What an epic show. It is. A show for the ages. All right. Well, that uh, concludes episode 111. Top notch. And we will catch you guys next week. Promise it won't be as star-studded. See you guys. <laughs>